Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. The water shoots up and then it looks like he's slobbering uh, down into the lake. And that's the story behind it. It's really kind of cool. The sign says, don't get on the hog. But that's something for the critics to talk about. Y'all can't even ask a question. Look at this. The first time ever. Wow. I mean, I was ready for the question. I don't think y'all were, though. I got a text from Quavo. Wait, a lot of people in this room probably don't know who Quavo is. You know, I noticed that World Peace got waived from the Lakers. He still got 7.7 million. Did y'all read that? Such a, that's, and he's going to sound with the Knicks for probably another seven. Pretty good deal for World Peace. SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors broadcasting live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville. Joe Franklin back in the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. There's been a lot of things happening here at SEC Media Days. And it's been fun just discussing some of the teams that Arkansas will be playing. But also some other teams in the SEC that have... A lot of storylines and drama surrounding him, and we're going to continue that discussion right now as a guy that's come on our show many times and talked about everything in the sports world, and I'm sure we'll get into some other nonsense with him too. And it is Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 as well as the Locked on SEC podcast. Friend of the show, and uh, Chris, it's good to have you on board, man, and on the show. What's going on? Yeah, it's good to see you, John. It's good to uh, be on, and... uh God, like you start to get a little burned out on day two. I've done like 55 interviews already, so I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm starting to try to get creative with the takes. I think now I'm going to start picking Bama to win the West. Man, uh, so that's ba- crazy. Bama's going to go undefeated. Like, crazy I'm trying to talk. think of like what are the takes I can uh, I can cir- circle around because you get tired of delivering the same old takes all week. I know. It's like each day by day, it's a different thing you got to think of to say. All right, well, it stirs the pot a little bit more this time. Tomorrow around. I'm picking Arkansas. Okay, cool. Hogs undefeated. Well, wait, well which day do we vote? Which day is which way we vote? That's the day you need to actually. It's tomorrow, yeah. Is it tomorrow? Okay, so yeah, perfect then. Perfect. Yeah, we'll be Arkansas. If they, if they get one vote, we'll know who it is. It's going to be Chris Gordy. Yeah, well, there. I've heard some people are voting for Vanderbilt, so, you know, some people don't take it seriously, and uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Man, I can't believe it. It's such a serious thing here at SEC Media Days. <laughs> uh, but listen, there's you, you cover all things SEC, and I know we'll get into some specific talk about uh, certain teams, but so far. And you can disagree. It just doesn't seem like there's been anything driving. It's like, oh, man, this is the talk. This is what everyone's discussing here at Media Days. I think that there's some headlines that went into it. I think that there's probably some people that bring up maybe the Jimbo Fisher, Bobby Petrino comments. Yeah. But overall, at least at this point in time, it hasn't just really uh, been crazy SEC Media Days as we've seen it before. Well, last year was big because we had NIL was was still very new and everybody was getting used to it and you know there were some coaches saying some things and you know others saying others and uh, you know the year before that we had conference expansion that was when everything blew up when mm-hmm. the news came out that Texas and Oklahoma were coming so we've had like these big things that have you know been happening in the last few years the year before that was COVID and how do we get back to normalcy and all that kind of stuff so. Um, yeah, this year is uh, it's kind of this weird, like we know Texas and Oklahoma are coming next year, but I think the main thing is like normally we're talking about Alabama dominance, right now we're talking about Georgia dominance, and Georgia can they three-peat, and what's wrong with Alabama, and those kind of are the storylines, but to me, I, re- I think I mentioned this to you before, but I read an article the other day about you know saying how they think the quarterback play in the SEC is, is going to take a drastic downfall because you lose Will Levis and Anthony yeah. Richardson and Bryce Young and all this. And I just think that can't be further from the truth. I think we've got some really good quarterbacks in this league. And it starts with Will Rogers, who was one of the leaders in, in all college football, K.J. Jefferson, Jaden Daniels. Um, you know, Joe Milton looked pretty damn competent at, at Tennessee. I think 
I think that should be one of the storylines this week, that we've got a lot of good quarterbacks to be celebrated. And when you look around the conference, I mean, ACC is okay. Big Ten, yeah. I I still think the SEC's got the best collection of quarterbacks outside of the Pac-12, but come on, they throw it a million times anyway in that league. Of course, Hmm. Michael Penix and Bo Nix are going to put up big numbers in that league. So let me ask you why. Why is it that people feel that way about the quarterback situation in the SEC? Is just because there's a lot of new faces that are playing quarterback, or, or what? A lot of it has to do with that. Think of what's happened across the SEC this year. We've got a ton of new OCs and DCs all over. And I think I was talking to Josh Pate. He brought up LSU and Vanderbilt are the only two schools to bring back their quarterback with their OC and DC, for that matter. Like... Everybody else either has a new quarterback with an old OC or a new OC with an old quarterback. And Arkansas is one of them. Okay, Jay Jefferson with, with Dan Enos. So it's just going to be really fascinating to see what happens with those guys. We expect quarterbacks when they get to their junior or senior year that they're going to take a big leap forward. But how big of a leap? You know, and I think that's the big question when you look at KJ Jefferson at Arkansas, when you look at Jaden Daniels at LSU. Really, for that matter, Devin Leary coming from NC State to, to Kentucky. How big of a leap can you take? Is it a Anthony Richardson, oh, he looks good, but he's still not really winning a lot of games? Right. Or is it a Joe Burrow leap where, my God, what the hell happened? You're undefeated and playing for a national championship. So um, somewhere in that mix, I think one of those guys is going to take that monumental leap, and I think will surprise a lot of us. So knowing that it's going to be interesting from that perspective of quarterback and uh, I think the perspective of also some of the new coaches that, that are in this league, which uh, you've had some uh, new faces or some familiar faces with, say, for instance, today you had Hugh Freeze, now with Auburn, no longer with Ole Miss, but then you also have, of course, Zach Arnett. We know about the, the situation he took over with, a lot, much different circumstance. Uh, and being in the SEC West, where it's a group of teams that could all go 7-5 and five after LSU and after Alabama and where they're at, but what do you just make of the coaching situation in the SEC West with some of the new faces and also some of the old faces and how that stacks up? Yeah, I mean, it gets tougher. Hugh Freeze is a really good coach. Uh, we can talk about the off-the-field stuff and why he was let go the first time around and all that, but at the end of the day, he's a really good football mind, a good offensive mind. And so it's, gonna be, it's another problem. It's another problem for – and this is the real test for a Sam Pittman. Like – I think Sam Pittman's a good good head coach. I think he's he's a little bit like the Coach O model, where we call him the CEO, and he mm-hmm. kind of delegates a lot, but you know recruits like crazy and, and does all that stuff. But I think this is the true test. If you don't have a coach that has a specialty somewhere, I guess what Sam Pittman O line maybe. You'd say oh yeah, for sure. But like a coach that like Hugh Freeze, he's if he's not calling the offensive plays, he's got a big heavy hand in it. You know. What does that do to the the CEO type coaches, the ones that kind of you know delegate and lead from above? And, and honestly, that's what they're trying to get Jimbo to do at A and M now. They, they want him to delegate. They want him to step back and stop calling plays. Let Bobby Petrino call the plays, and you just delegate. I just look at a Hugh Freeze and think he's going to be a problem. I look at a Zach Arnett, who's heavy, you know, going to have heavy involvement with his defense, and he's a great defensive mind. You know what? What kind of success to those guys, and how much of, is a, of, a, of it is a headache for some of those other guys, like like Sam Pittman? Is it just Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and everyone else? Like as far as any teams that could contend for a division title or a conference title? No, because if, if Tennessee is, is a real threat, um, Joe Milton is is the real deal. He's a little bit different from Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker was a very, very grounded, down to earth. Um, Leader, not a quiet leader, but like a, just a, a dude when you talk to him, you're like, oh, I get it. This, mm-hmm. is, this is leader. Joe's a little bit more flashy. Joe came to the Massic Manning Passing Academy wearing sunglasses and a gold chain with the number Saw seven that. on it. I mean, he's he's a little <laughs> he's living the life, and yeah. that's fine. If he backs it up on the field, you can do that. And so far, so good. He did that winning the the Orange Bowl over Clemson and all that. Um, but there's a world where he takes off in the Josh Heupel offense, and Tennessee beats Georgia. You know, uh, we forget. Missouri should have beat Georgia last year. Like they were winning that game, much of that. Game. Like they're, they're, somebody can trip up Georgia this year and certainly get in that in that driver's seat. Um, you know, I, I still think in the West, like don't discount Lane Kiffin's crazy enough that he can ride a hot-handed quarterback and win win double-digit uh, games. And and I still think Arkansas, if if the defense, if the secondary has improved light years from last year. 
I think the offense is going to be strong enough that, that maybe Arkansas can, can be that shocker. But I, it's hard for me to see, though, like an Arkansas go, you know, certainly not 12-0. and 0, Right. But like a 10-2, and 2, where are those two losses? Right. It's one to an East team. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it's the all-important, you've got to win the, the games in the West, albeit this is the last year of the West and East. But, like, just crazy. if you yeah. can win those important games. It's funny, we were talking about LSU. LSU's got a monster game against Florida State to open the season, but that, in the grand scheme, that game doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The game that matters is in November when they go to Tuscaloosa to play Alabama. Um, that's a game I look at for Arkansas. When, when are you when are you guys going to get past Alabama? Come on here. You've been knocking on the door for so many years. Like, let's break through and win that game. So it's, uh, you know, to, just to answer your question, like I, I do think there are some other teams that can make a push, but you're right. It, it feels like in the East it's heavy Georgia, and in the West – you know, Tony Barnhart still told me he he thinks a lot of people are going to default to Alabama just because it's simply Nick Saban. But I don't think that's fair to LSU. We have you have to take a step back and recognize what LSU just did in year one. Brian Kelly and they bring almost everybody back. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be between both of those teams at least in the West. We're talking with Chris Gordy of Sports Talk Seven Ninety as well as Locked On SEC podcast here live from SEC Media Days in Nashville. Uh, let's looking at the West specifically. So last season you had. Alabama, which of course ha- had a solid year, finished eleven and two. LSU ten and four actually won the West because uh, they beat Alabama, held the tiebreaker. Mississippi State went four and four in SEC play. Ole Miss went four and four. Arkansas three and five. Auburn two and six. A and M two and six. So what the SEC West look like? One of those teams, or at least one of those teams, is going to be worse this year. Just just basing it off of mathematics, or at least take a step back yeah. and have less SEC wins. I guess my question is, is who? Because if you ask me as a, as a guy who covers Arkansas, I think Arkansas's SEC schedule is easier this year. Maybe not the road schedule because that is tough. But hey, LSU, Alabama, home, road, doesn't matter. You're probably not going to win those. But I think going to Florida might be a little bit easier than what people imagine at that point in time. Auburn, you think, is going to be better with Hugh Freeze. Uh, Texas A&M, you think they're going to be better. Yeah, if they're worse, then Jimbo's fired. He's fired midseason, yeah. yeah. And then Petrino takes over. Mississippi State, the new coach. Yeah. Which of those teams in the West do you think takes a step back? I think it could be Ole Miss. Okay. You know, and, I agree and with I that. I say that I like their quarterbacks. I, you know, Whether it's Spencer Sanders or Jackson Dart, I think they're going to score a lot of points. And we know Lane Kiffin is fantastic you know, when it comes to scheming an offense. But I just have so many questions about that defense. Uh, we saw how bad they really were down the stretch of last year, and they lost a, a couple guys to the transfer portal. They brought in some pieces through the portal, but you know, I think Pete Golding overall is a good D.C., but he's got to get his guys in there. They're starting to recruit. they got some good re- uh, commitments for 2024, but I don't know if that Ole Miss defense is going to be up to par. And so if, if the M.O. every week is win a shootout, yeah, I, I think Ole Miss can drop below four four in the conference, three and five, something like that. Um, you know, it's he, with Lane, you never know though. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, he's such a wild card. Like mm-hmm. he could go and and pull a couple wins out of out of his rear end, and we're sitting there going, "Wow, look at Ole Miss." Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be one of the Mississippi schools because also in Mississippi State, not just because of the, the coaching change, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, Mississippi State plays Georgia this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so. Or, yeah, so it's. I mean, <laughs> that's a whole other wrinkle into a, a game that uh, probably going to win. I, I, I'm fascinated by them because they have a, um, an incredible running back in Jaquavius Marks. They're going to be a little bit more balanced, I think, 50-50, not so much air raid, throw it 55 times a game. Like, But we know Rodgers can do that. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Barbe is bringing in a system that I think they're going to be more balanced. And Zach Arnett, he's a good defensive mind. I think that defense is going to be a little bit better this year. They're going to be a little bit more aggressive getting after it. they got tremendous linebackers. they got tremendous guys on the defensive line. Jaden Crumity, who was here. I think Mississippi State, like, it's easy to write them off, but that could be a team that we look a few weeks in and go, damn, Mississippi mm-hmm. State pulled off some monster wins already. So just as of right now from what you've been thinking and hearing, because I'll give you my answer once you uh, give us yours, the team that you feel like is the most overhyped or overrated or teams that uh, too many people may be buying into that you feel like is not not the team that they think it's going to be. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I'll tell you what. Let me give you mine first. Yeah, all right, go ahead. I'm. I think it's South Carolina because yeah. I, I, I just listen, and I, I'm not trying to disrespect Shane Beamer and what he's done. They went eight and four last year, uh, had big wins at the end of the season. You know, beat Clemson, which was huge. But it's like, man, but you still have things like where you got smoked by Missouri. You know, like, yeah. like you, you, you did some weird stuff during the season that made me feel like, okay, those were great moments, but the inconsistencies there, 
And until I see more of that, and Spencer Rattler's a, a good quarterback, at least in the league, but yeah. I, I don't think he's that guy that takes you that next step. But they're a team that I feel like some people have been buying into. Some people think that they're going to be you know, another 8-10 to 10 win team. I just don't see it this upcoming year. Okay, don't get mad at me. but That's fine. You say Arkansas? <laughs> no, I was just going to say... I think he made a mistake on the OC. Uh, no offense against Dole Loggins. No, I listen. I love Dell, and I agree with yeah, you. He, he's, I agree. I, he's not the home run splashy hire. And then he got so defensive about it when he when they questioned him about it. It's because you'd be great. Okay, all right. Well, let's see. Time will tell. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought he had a chance to go out and hire one of those big up and coming. I mean, even Kendall might have worked over there. Right? Yeah, you know, would have been interesting, but. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think their biggest problem is in the trenches. Their, their offensive line was Spencer Rattler was getting killed last year. Yeah, you know it all came together in a Tennessee game, and they 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 played the game of their year, uh, and then obviously played well against Clemson. But he still was getting sacked in that game and turning the ball over. But yeah, I'm with you. I I, I like Spencer. I, I like Shane Beamer's. How can you not like Shane Beamer? Unless you're not a fan of his TikTok dancing and all that. I, mean, I don't really care but, for it, but <laughs> I, I hate everybody. But, I'm but an people Arkansas love guy. He's, he's very likable. Right, he's, yes. He's recruiting yes. well and all this. But at the end of the day, as an X's and O's coach, he's another one who's a little bit more CEO, not mm-hmm. like hands-on, a little bit with special teams and all that. But, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think South Carolina is probably that team we're going to look at back at the end of the year and say, man, did, did they disappoint? Another one just to... I, I'm going to ruffle some feathers here with some Tennessee fans, but, like, Tennessee, be careful. Because they're all doing the Texas thing right now, going, we're, we're back. back. Yep. Hey, Something about back. those UT Tennessee, teams, we've man. arrived. Pump the brakes here. Let's see. Well, you know, it's a new quarterback, new... A lot of new. A new OC. Again, we, we know it's the hypo system, but there's a lot of new over there, and... They could very well drop back to eight and four, and suddenly Tennessee fans are going to be screaming and crying, going, "What happened?" But and don't we can't poo-poo the punishments they got, losing scholarships, multiple scholarships over several years. It does take its toll. So we'll see. But Tennessee's probably one. Like if I had to, outside of South Carolina, if I had to put money on one that I think is maybe going to underachieve a little bit this year, it's probably Tennessee. Yeah, and I think that with Tennessee especially. It's almost like I want to see a bigger sample size because I'm not saying it's easy to do what they did last year because it's not. They had a great year. You can't take that away. But sometimes seasons like that just happen for teams. You know, sometimes it just gets put together. Well, COVID stars bounced up. Yeah, went eight and one and then came crashing back down to earth. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I want to see them do it more than just in one season before I start saying, okay, they're going to be a problem. Because, like you said, they got a new quarterback. They got they got a lot of newness going on there, and you know it's 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 easy to get really hyped up and excited. And I don't blame them because I think Arkansas would have done the same thing if they did what they did last year. But you know, there's still it's still tough to win in this league, and the fact that they got to play Georgia and Alabama every year is also not going to help the case either. Yeah, that, that's that's a tough part, and we'll see what happens with you know. Do they go to nine games? Do we keep the three permanent rivalry SEC games? We'll see. Um, it's funny. I was just thinking in my head backwards of you, you asked who maybe could underachieve who could overachieve mm-hmm. I got Florida man I, really okay. everybody's crapping on Florida saying Billy Napier is not a coach and he's in over his head and all this stuff but then the Vegas win total was like five and a half I'm like they can't win six games at Florida the swamp come on like yeah and, and I saw somebody say oh, they lose Anthony Richardson okay that's fine but can we not act like Anthony Richardson was like taking the league by storm every no. week he had flashy you know runs and some decent throws but I think a lot of it was also just the ha- they had three first-round picks, and he'll see that, and they went 6-6 six and six with three first-round picks. So people were like, oh, now that's, that shows you how bad it is. Yeah. That's probably what people look at. I love their running backs, though. Montreal Johnson, um, who is it, the, uh, uh, the old Clemson running back's brother. Anyway, um, I think they're going to be – I think Florida's going to run the game, run the ball a lot. I think Austin, Austin Armstrong coming in as D.C., I think Florida's going to be better defensively, and – um, I'm not saying they're going to win nine, ten games, but right. I think seven is is pretty strong. And so, yeah, if you if you can still get that Florida over five and a half, go go grab it. Yeah, well, as long as uh, one of those wins aren't against Arkansas down there in Gainesville this year, uh, <laughs> uh, Arkansas's never won in Gainesville since joining the SEC. In fact, they've only beaten Florida, uh, if I'm not mistaken, one time. Man. Since joining the SEC, and that was in 2016. Who does Felipe Franks root for in that game, man? Uh, pro- I would hope Arkansas. <laughs> I, I would hope that's the case. But uh, yeah, that, that's that, there's there's that connection. In fact, the last time Arkansas played in Florida, 
It was in, yeah, to the COVID year. And wow. Dan Mullen and all that. And then the year before that, the time before that was in 2013. They they haven't played Florida. They've only played Florida at home once since 2008. So, anyways, it doesn't matter. But that's that's going to be an interesting team to see how all that plays out. Uh, we just got a couple minutes here, Gordy, uh, for uh, you had her, though. I know that uh, you like to show your pride of your uh, love of Houston Astros walking around here, man. It's like <laughs> that's what I love about here is you got different people from different teams and represented from different states. But I feel like there's a fan base for every major league baseball team represented here in some capacity. Yeah, there's a lot of Braves fan. I mean, like the SEC country is. It's it's Astros, it's Braves, and then you got the weird just bandwagon Red Sox, Yankees fans, like just because like uh, our buddy Matt Moscona, he's yeah. grew up in Louisiana. He had no, there's nothing linked to Louisiana, yeah. so he he like hooked on with the Yankees, and it's just like sometimes that happens it, that way. But the Braves winning here in recent years, that's that's brought a lot of people over the, over to that side. Yeah, well, I think like, we talked about it in Arkansas. There's a lot of Cardinals fans because yeah. uh, of the connections there, and seen uh, some Cubs fans and. Uh, some Royals fans a little bit, and Yankees fans. You know, there's always going to be that same thing in NBA, especially in a place like Arkansas. There's no NBA team, so yeah. you know, people, there's a lot of Lakers fans, a lot of Celtics fans. Well, uh, let me give your listeners a reason to root for the Houston Astros. We have Ryan Stanek, one of the best relievers in the game, yeah. and he told me a few weeks ago, bleep Tony Vitello. So <laughs> uh, what more reason do you need there to root for old Ryan Stanek? Uh, well, that, well, I saw when it most people saw recently when he had his uh, tirade out there on the on the mound yeah. and was not very oh, happy. I love that. Yeah, not very happy that's about the it. SEC in him coming mm-hmm. out. Maybe that was uh, the time. Maybe that's like the, you talked to him like the day after or something like that. <laughs> that he was like, "I'm fired up. I'm going to go off on Tony Vitello." Yeah, there, too. now that you mentioned it, the umpire did look like Tony Vitello. That's so. probably what it was. That's why it all had to add up there. But uh, hey, Gordy, it's great talking with you, man. It's great being here at SEC Media Day. He's got a couple more days of this, man, and uh, we're going to roll with it. Can't wait for karaoke tomorrow. It's going to be great. Yeah, let's go get some beers, John. Knock off the show. He's, the guys back in the studio, they got it. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that we can just do that. My <laughs> boss won't get mad at all. So, yeah. But, uh, hey, Gordy, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. All right thanks, Jeff. All right. Again, that was Chris Gordy joining us here at SEC Media Days, our Sports Talk 790 and the Locked On SEC Podcast. We'll have more Out of Bounds live from Nashville coming up next. So stay with us. Master of Illusion, Jason Bird, dazzles the mind with breathtaking magic. Don't miss him. Saturday, July 29th at 7 p.m. at Robinson Center Music Hall. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. This is SportsCenter. Last night in Major League Baseball, Shohei Otani hit his 35th home run to add to his league-leading home run total in the Angels' 4-3 extra innings win over the Yankees. The Angels are 47 and 48 on the season, good for fourth in the AL West, while the Yankees are 50 and 45 and dead last in the AL East. The SEC media days continue today as Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Georgia, and Auburn will all take the stage. Stay tuned to the buzz for all your updates from Nashville. And the Arkansas Travelers get back to action tonight as they start their six-game series versus the Springfield Cardinals. First pitch for tonight's game is at 6.35. Courage for the game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Join 103.7 The Buzz as First Security Bank presents coverage of the 2023 SEC Media Days. Get the latest news, interviews, and highlights Brought to you in part by Kaufman by Design West and UAMS. Be sure to watch 1037 The Buzz social media for live videos, pictures, and more. At Jones & Son, when you shop for an engaged ring, you get the benefit of shopping with the largest selection of rings in central Arkansas. We also carry the biggest brands in the business and now offer our new Jones & Son collection of branded engagement rings. Our Jones & Son rings are high quality at a really great price. Also, they are fully customizable and we can modify any design to suit your needs. We are a direct diamond importer and import all of our diamonds so we save you money. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones inviting you to shop Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry in West Little Rock. Hey folks, it's Joey and Ryan here. What's up? It's summertime. Hey, we got some great Jeep incentives going on right now. 2.9% financing, rebates, discounts on Jeep Grand Cherokee on select models. We've got 1.9 incentivized rate plus $4,000 rebate. So for all you new Ram Dodge Chrysler Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. Or check us out on the web at redriverdodge.com or Red River. We deliver. God bless you. 
Little Rockets Rock City Burger Week. And to celebrate, Brewskies is rolling on a brand new burger. Introducing the Super Smash Burger. It's a third pound all-American beef double patty smash burger with caramelized onions, double cheese, dill pickle, and a secret sauce on a butter-toasted brioche bun. That's right, Brewskies is jumping into the world of smash burgers. And yep, you heard it right, there's a secret sauce. So come on down and give the new Super Smash Burger a try because it's here for this week and this week only. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. If you haven't stopped by Arch Marine lately, you are literally missing the boat. And no boat is complete without a Tahatsu motor. Arch Marine in North Little Rock has them ranging from 3.5 to 140 horsepower. That's Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Take the Levy exit. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Well, Billy, we're back working by Guatney Chevrolet. Well, until AI takes our jobs, AI ain't gonna shovel this gravel. I guess it could take the boss's job. Billy, AI is not designed to be useless. You don't need AI to find the best deals on new Chevrolets. Right now at Guatney, get brand new 2023 Silverados. Up to 7000 off MSRP and rates as low as 1.9%. Plus, 2023 Equinox at 1.9% or an optional 1250 cash back. Come see us at Guatney and avoid all traffic and construction. Northbound on 67, take the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main and left on Bailey to our front door. Find new roads to Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 5 501-982-2102. All offers with approved credit. Stock number 24505. The Women's All-Pro Golf Tour is coming to Centennial Valley Country Club in Conway, July 18th through the 22nd, and 103.7 The Buzz will be there. Join Out of Bounds Thursday and Morning Mayhem Friday. Go to WAPT.golf for more. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Okay, you can owe me. On 103.7 The Buzz. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. Out of bounds, live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville, Tennessee. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. And we always appreciate Guatney Chevrolet for all of the great things that they do when it comes to buying vehicles, like right now. We know it's July. It's mid-July. It's probably hot around the country, but uh, listen to this type of thing, what they have have going on with Guatney Chevrolet. You're never going to need AI, which has been taking over the country, the world, it seems like, because everyone's talking about it. But you're not going to need that Guadagni Chevrolet when it comes to their new Chevy trucks. They have been in the business for 60 years, and they didn't do it by accident. Right now, they're offering up to $7,000 off on brand new 2023 Chevy Silverados. That's right, $7,000, coupled with a low rate of just 1.9%. And the 2023 Equinox is also available at just 1.9%. Like, you're not getting these deals anywhere else. No payments for the summer. How about that? The rest of the summer, no payments. I don't know what you guys are doing listening to me. You need to be heading over to Guadney Chevrolet right now. And if you're coming from the Little Rock area, you can avoid any traffic or construction by taking the Main Street exit right there in Jacksonville. Right on Main, then left on Bailey to Guatney's front door. And they'll have a great sales staff waiting for you to help you out and get you in a vehicle that you can afford and a vehicle that you will love. Again, 7000 off. Dollars off of a new 2023 Silverado. Take advantage of it right now with Watney Chevrolet right there in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit 1301 TP White. And you won't be able to miss it because Guatney Chevrolet is Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. It's Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. Again, it is SEC Media Days, which is so much fun to have all the various guests on. And tomorrow is going to be Arkansas Day today, tomorrow with Sam Pittman and KJ Jefferson, Rocket Sanders, Landon Jackson. Hopefully we'll get to hear from a few of uh, the players themselves and as well as Coach Pittman, see what they have to say. I guess the question becomes... 
Uh, just uh, who is? What's the biggest storyline? Why, Joe? Like with the players and uh, and Coach Pittman? Like, what's the one thing you feel like is going to be the story or the question for uh, for these guys that are going to be showing up tomorrow? Well, for KJ Jefferson, it's going to be what's the connection been like with the receiver so far? He has a connection with Rocket Sanders and the running backs, but got a batch of new receivers in. So, what's that connection like? And then. Some new pieces on the offensive line. So that's uh, some of the, the questions that KJ and Rocket will get also. And, uh, and just, you know, what's the key to their success being in the backfield, quarterback, running back. And then when you look at that defense, a lot of question marks on that side of the ball. So Landon Jackson, he'll get asked about that defense quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'll be interested to hear from Landon Jackson because we haven't heard much from him Overall, uh, Rocket and uh, KJ have heard a lot from, but maybe not so much the other guys, too. But uh, we got a uh, few people calling in, so let's go ahead and squeeze Ryan, who's in Hot Springs. What's up, Ryan? Well, y'all are talking about some overhyped teams, and I want to give y'all two. And I, I, this is this is not from an Arkansas perspective. Uh, I, I will say LSU and, um, and Texas A&M, and, he, and hear me out on the LSU thing. You're, you've got a team that's going in that has national championship aspirations. And all you've really got to do is have a, is beat A&M and have a good showing in the SEC uh, championship. And you've got a legitimate shot at the national championship. Not only do you blow A&M, then you turn around the week of the national cha- of the SEC championship game, and you've got coaches and at least for sure one player in a, in a scandal. We're not, I ain't got much. I'm trying to be you know radio uh, friendly for that, but you've got that going on. So you you gonna sit there and tell? Put it to you this way. Oh, Saban wouldn't wouldn't be having that kind of stuff going on with his coaching staff and his players. That just kind of showed me a little bit of uh, control that he has over that team. So I, I like that. I kind of lost a little respect over uh, Brian Kelly for that. And then this whole this whole idea that you've got two two sides of it. It's either going to be really good with uh, with Bobby Petrino, or it could be this whole meltdown between him and it. But my deal is, I'm wondering if maybe a few years uh, if Petrino ain't past his prime just a little bit. I mean, you're talking about. After the Arkansas game, he come close to beating us. Yeah, I get that. But he also had his players play up for us. But what did he do the rest of the season? Not squat. So, I mean, I, I get the potential there, but I just I think it's a little overblown on both sides. And I just I'm, – I'm definitely uh, waiting to kind of see what, what happens with that first game with A&M. But that's kind of my thoughts on it. And, um, I, again, I'm not saying LSU can't be good. I'm just – I guess from my perspective, I lost a little respect for Brian Kelly, Kelly and his – the way he, you know, way he handled that whole situation the week of. I mean, you've got that going on, and you can't get your guys ready for a championship game. I mean, that's that's you know, I think that's a little pitiful. But I hope y'all have a great day and go Hogs. All right, appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks for calling in. Uh, I, I get what he's saying, but uh, the thing is, Joe is. Uh, like, like I feel like if LSU, some people may just need a bigger sample size, kind of like with Tennessee, where it's like you have that one year that was really good, and and it's not to take anything away, but if you can follow it up with another really good year, then people I think will start to really believe that this is whether it's LSU or Tennessee, uh, going to be an ongoing problem. But you know, again, new coaches, new, uh, good years happen. Can they do it consistently? Once they do that, I think people start buying into it fully. And not sure, Ryan, if you were meaning like the SEC championship game where they weren't ready. I, I would say it was more on the other side of just giving all the credit to Georgia. Like going into that game, nobody expected LSU to beat Georgia. And LSU was in the championship game unexpectedly, so to speak. So I don't think it was a question of them not being ready. It was just more about Georgia and the team that they were and LSU – they they just weren't going to beat Georgia on that day. I don't think anybody was going to beat Georgia on any of those days in uh, December and January, the way that they were playing. Uh, Ohio State had the best shot at it, but couldn't take care of business. Uh, let's go to Shane, who's in Benton. What's up, Shane? Hey, guys. Hey, I was going to see if you guys should give me some information here. I've been uh, on uh, hogsville.net. It said there is a our, our starting location is going to be Smith. Tiger and Molina. Now, I've never heard of Molina. Who is Molina? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know of any Molina right now. I mean, I'm not to say that it's not true. I haven't. I've been so much in football mode. I haven't thought about baseball, but uh, I, I'm not sure. But we can. We can look into it for you, Shane. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. 
Yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. And I've heard of the other two. Uh, I guess uh, you know may, maybe uh, maybe that maybe there's somebody that can uh, help me out with that because I just looked in for a guy that's in the transfer portal, maybe from Texas Tech, uh, Mason Molina. Like maybe that's somebody that is either transferring or looking to transfer. I again, Joe, I've been so much in football mode, <laughs> I haven't been paying attention to baseball. So uh, I thought it was maybe a maybe a joke about. Uh, What's his name? The Cardinals catcher, but that, that wouldn't make much sense. So I'm not totally sure on it, though. No, no, not not sure either. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll look into it for you, though, Shane, and I'm sure that there's got to be uh, something uh, more to that. And actually, speaking of uh, baseball, uh, since uh, it was brought up, uh, Joe, you know, we had uh, Walker Martin on our show earlier, and uh, this, and of course, you know, him getting drafted where he got drafted was uh, was pretty much saying that he, he wasn't going to be back and. He officially did sign with the Giants, uh, but how about this? He signed for two point nine nine seven million dollars, where the pick value of where he was at was one point six. So how about him getting paid nearly double of what that slot is valued at with the San Francisco Giants? No, oh, that's always nice. Whenever you get more money than you're expecting to get, and it was already going to be good for the slot value, but. That's just what they think of him as a player, and it's a credit to him and putting in the work to get to where he is. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've uh, think that's what the type of not only player he was. I ended up DMing him or uh, messaging him and just ah, uh, come on, on, don't take show. it back now. You DM'd him. No, I like, <laughs> for those that may not know what a DM is. I messaged him on Twitter. How about that? Yes, I DM'd him. And uh, uh, I was just saying, like, hey, man, it's awesome. Congrats on, on signing. And uh, it was funny the comment he gave back. He, he said, hey, thanks. Really appreciate talking to you all on the show. He's like, I wasn't going to take a penny less or otherwise I was coming nice. to school. Oh, that's awesome. Like, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, would have been the case, man. But it, it, it shows that uh, he really loved Arkansas, though, and really was excited about coming to Arkansas. But, shoot, man, when you're getting paid that much money and getting that type of bo- uh, uh, signing, uh, you, you, you can't turn that down. I don't care who you are. Well, so. think about it. It may not get any better than that for him if he did decide to go to college and then play his three years. After that three years, who's to say that he would be in a better position than what he's already in? So that's yeah. why you have to take that opportunity now because – you don't know what the next three years holds. Yeah, and then on the other side of it, uh, this is just being reported with the Cincinnati Reds, another player that we had on our show consistently, Hunter Holland. Um, I was a little surprised by this, Joe, because he agreed to a $597,000 deal, but his slot value was at 975. So one player was, was a prospect, gets nearly double of what his slot value was, but in the case at least with Hunter Holland and the slot value, uh, he signs for uh, nearly half of what his pick was at the 74th slot. And there may have been an agreement on that ahead of time also. They may have called, talked to his agent, and said, we want to take him here, but this is the deal that we need to have because we need to have some money available for another player that we're interested in. So if you guys are, are good with that, we'll go ahead and select him here and we'll make it happen. So sometimes yeah. those deals happen even before the, the pick happens. Yeah. Well, again, it's, there's so many intricacies that go into these contracts and in these deals. Uh, you know, there, there's probably a lot of conversations that we don't even realize. But uh, the main point of them, though, is hey, listen. You know, players that whether they're prospects or whether they were on the roster last year had opportunities to come back to school another year. Hunter Holland was one of those guys. Well, he uh, is moving on and going pro and signing with the Reds. And wish him nothing but the, the best of luck. And hopefully, it plays out well for him in the next level with the Cincinnati Reds. But we are up against it. we got to hit our final commercial break. When we come back, we'll get into three and out. Some stories, some headlines, some things we didn't get into. Close up shop and get you ready for Drive Time Sports. It's all coming up next here on Out of Bounds. Stay with us. Let's pull in here and look at some cars. That sounds good. 
What brings you down to Bryant? Hey, here's my car. What are we looking for today? Here's my car. Come Want inside. to take a test drive? Ever pull into a dealership and feel like you're in a feeding frenzy? On Shark Week? It's not that way at Watney Buick GMC, next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Watney's sales team is big on product knowledge and low on pressure. Summer's here, and with 2023 Sierra at just 0.9%, you're going to need a bigger boat. Double down with an additional $12.50 off with eligible trade. Plus, take a bite out of your vacation budget with no payments for the rest of the summer. This dealership really feels like we're on Shark Week. Yeah, and we don't have a shark cage. We're headed to Guatney Buick GMC. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guatney Buick GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. What's up, y'all? Clint Sterner here. Look, when it comes to health, there are numbers every man simply needs to know, including our testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick. They make it easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know results in about 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive, and can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Hi, folks. Mike Linton with On Point Realty. If you're interested in buying or selling a house, a business, farm, or ranch, it would be an honor to serve as your agent. Call me today at 501-676-1964. I'm Mike Linton with On Point Realty, and we want your business. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros makes automotive service and tire buying simpler, always treating customers like family. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros is family-owned and operated, built on honesty and friendly service. Stop in today to shop our wide selection of Continental and General Tires, all backed by a nationwide warranty. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, service like your daddy used to get. Stop in today or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan, because all you really have is what you're doing now and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 103.7 The Buzz. Genwell Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union and their new location in Sheridan. Alcoa has opened a new branch in Sheridan to serve all of Grant County. They're having a grand opening celebration all day Thursday with a ribbon cutting ceremony, complimentary refreshments, and chances to win prizes all day. I've been doing business with Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union for several years and it's all about trust. I trust them because they trusted me first. You can gain that trust as well. Stop by their new location in Sheridan Thursday for Alcoa's grand opening celebration fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from hogs meat market and their new location off jfk boulevard in north little rock hogs meat market the steak people Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. 
Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. Uh, first off, uh, we're talking about some of the Razorback players or prospects that sign contracts with Major League Baseball teams. How about Paul Skeens, the number one overall pick to the Pirates, signing a record $9.2 million signing bonus with the uh, with the Pirates, and he eclipses the previous rookie record deal, which the Detroit Tigers signed with Spencer Torkelson back in 2020 of 8.42. So, uh, Skeens, you find me an athlete in all of sports that is living better right now than Paul Skeens when it comes to winning the awards he did during the college baseball season, winning a college World Series, being drafted number one overall, and getting the highest amount of money and bonuses when it comes to a rookie in Major League Baseball history. It's going really well for him, and we'll see if it continues to go well for him once he hits to the majors. Miles Bridges of the Charlotte Hornets, he's going to be back in the NBA this season. He missed all of last season after being charged with assault and convicted of that charge. He received three years probation. He's only 25 years old. He signed a one-year contract with the Hornets for 7.9 mil, so right at 8 mil. And he also apologized. He said, the pain for the pain and embarrassment. I want to apologize to everyone that I've caused any kind of pain and embarrassment, especially my family. This year I've used to prioritize going to therapy and becoming the best player and best person I can be. Someone that my family and everyone here can be proud of. Now, he received a 30-game suspension from the NBA. He missed all of last season, but they said they only equated that to 20 games so the first 10 games of this NBA season he'll still be out due to suspension but he's back in the league with Charlotte Hornets once again so this might be something I'm, I'm sick and tired uh, of, of hearing of and it's so dumb that it continues to be a story because I just saw this on ESPN.com's uh, headlines but uh, it says sources and it's according to Heather Dinich. Pac-12 media rights deal expected in the near future. I'm like, how is this a headline when literally it's been saying, everyone's been saying this for, for months. But apparently the Pac-12 expects to release details of its highly anticipated media rights deal in the near future. Uh, they don't know exactly who it's going to be, but uh, the sources have said that our 10 schools have been ridiculously patient and that the patience is about to pay off. I'm like, great. You guys said that it, it was coming and it was in the near future two months ago. And, and so we'll see when it actually happens. And if it happens, I'm sure it'll be overblown. But I, I laugh at the fact that it's, that sources are coming in and saying, that oh, this is a story. It's been a story. It's not breaking news. Just go ahead and announce it, and then that will be the news. But to say that it's a near a, a deal or it's going to happen in the near future, they've been saying that for a few months now, and it's just not the same. Enter Miami, the MLS club that just signed Lionel Messi, they continue to try to bring in heavy hitters. So they're targeting a couple of Messi's former teammates with Barcelona. Jordi Alba, who said to already be close to signing and joining Inter-Miami. But now they're targeting Luis Suarez. So a couple of heavy hitters from uh, soccer in the world and uh, some big-time players. And also Cristiano Ronaldo was asked what made him sign with a Saudi team as opposed to going to MLS where you see a lot of players moving to these days. Cristiano Ronaldo's response was, the Saudi league is better than MLS. <laughs> well, uh, I know that uh, Will Wade is at McNeese State, and uh, he's a guy that obviously has had a lot of controversies following him, but I saw the report of the uh, conference or non-conference games that uh, they'll be playing. And listen, I'm not expecting for McNeese State to have a bunch of powerhouses by any stretch, but there's two schools that I saw that I didn't even know existed and had a college basketball team, at least at the level of what McNeese State would be playing. They have a very pivotal matchup against the College of Biblical Studies on November 10th. Uh, that, that's a barn burner. Hopefully that one helps uh, with their RPI. But the one that I am fascinated in is that, again, this is men's basketball now. They play a game on December 5th against the Mississippi University for Women. But they have a men's basketball team. 
That is a story I want to know more about because I guess you know, and it's 2023 after all. But uh, if you, I don't know if it'll be on TV, but I'd love to know more about the, the Mississippi University for women women's men's basketball team because they have one that's going to be taking on McNeese State non conference play. A TikToker says that Kim Kardashian saved her life. She wears skims on a regular, and take a listen as to how and why she says Kim Kardashian saved her life. Kim Kardashian saved my life. This New Year's I got shot four times. And I thought I got shot under my dress. I was wearing a skims-shaping bodysuit. It was so tight on me that it literally kept me from bleeding out. I recommend it. I'm definitely going to buy some more. I mean, I mean, I should wear it every day. It's like body armor for women. Call it fate or Jesus. But I'm going to call it Kim. I'm going to call it Kim for sure. So she says she was shot on New Year's and skims. That's what happened to save her because she didn't bleed out because of it. My Lord. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I, I mean... It could have been other things, too. Maybe the doctors that came and rushed to your aid. But, you know, hey, the skims probably help, too. Uh, keep you from bleeding out. Whatever it takes. Uh, so Netflix always has a lot of interesting original content. And uh, they've been teasing some documentaries uh, that they're coming out. But they just put out a trailer uh, for Untold, a uh, docuseries on a few individuals that uh, should be really interesting. And three of them, for sure, are going to uh, move the needle for some as it's going to return on August 1st. You're going to have one on Johnny Manziel, one on Jake Paul, and one on Urban Meyer's Florida Gators. So if you've been a fan of those untold shows on Netflix uh, and interested in maybe some of the names, those are three of the big ones. Uh, you know, Jake Paul is hit or miss for me. You know, a lot of people are interested in it, but uh, I think the Johnny Manziel one will be extremely fascinating, as well as uh, even the Florida Gators with Urban Meyer. But be on the lookout for those because those return on August 1st. Yeah, those do sound really interesting. Uh, there'll be a lot to get into with especially each one of those. Gwyneth Paltrow, she did an Instagram story, an Instagram Live, where she actually opened it up for Q&A. And uh, sometimes that can be dangerous. She has 8 million followers on Instagram. And somebody asked her a pretty vulgar question. You may have to Google it just to check it out and see what her response was. Her response was, not generally no, but if you want to know what the question was, check it out. Gwyneth Paltrow, Q&A on Instagram Live. So I'm always about helmet reviews and jersey review, uh, reveals, but uh, the Cleveland Browns have officially unveiled a new white alternate helmet. And, uh, you know, it actually kind of looks better than their normal helmet. So maybe uh, they'll keep along with it. But, hey, if you're Browns fans out there, at least you can have a, a new look to you, some of your games this year. Jamie Foxx, we know he was recently hospitalized. He's celebrating and loving life. He threw a party to celebrate the fact that he's recovering and getting back to good health. That's good to hear. Well, appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon, live from SEC Media Days. Stay tuned, folks. We got Drive Time Sports coming up next. The love of football defines fall weekends and, in many homes, our families. But it's a demanding sport that can cause injury. That's why UAMS Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is on sidelines and in locker rooms for high schools and colleges across the state, ready to care for athletes with clinics in Central and Northwest Arkansas. UAMS Health, official orthopedics and sports medicine provider for Razorback Athletics and future Razorbacks all over Arkansas. Learn more at UAMS.